Disco Santa. Like he's like, hey, kids, do you want some gifts? All right, let's boogie on down to Candy Cane Lane. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry, and this is uh, Julia. This week we are talking about 2010's Rare Exports. The title of this episode is Always Believe, and the tagline for this movie is This Christmas Everyone Will Believe in Santa Claus. So uh, we're getting you in the Christmas spirit because there is a glut of Christmas horror movies, more than you could ever want, and they keep coming and we love it. There's so many and there's more that came out this year that we can't wait to cover next year um, yeah. because like they're they're still coming, you know, even at time of recording, we are waiting for some to come out. I'm so excited. Um, I love I love a naughty Santa and I sure. just give me more of it. Give me more. And also from a marketing standpoint, very clever because then people will watch it once a year. It comes around very specific. I love it. So this mo- uh, movie uh, is from Finland and has uh, was written by. Okay, uh, Sammy Parkinson, Petri Jokiranta, I am sorry you all, Hilmari Hellander, who also directed, and Huso Hellander, who is his brother. So uh, this was a movie that I'd heard a lot about and uh-huh. was heard it was really cool, but had not seen, so was excited to see it. Um, I don't know absolutely. if I've seen a Finnish horror movie? Question mark? I don't think I have either, honestly. And I was pretty excited to see something set in this area. It's so beautiful. And it is very close to Russia. I just remember being in like St. Petersburg and my friends hopping over, you know, taking like the like water, like a waterway over. You basically take a little ferry over. And I was like, man, I should have done it. But time was tight. I really should have though. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be back to Russia anytime soon. So um, sad face. But I would love to visit Finland. It looks freaking gorgeous and just beautiful. And, you know, home, well, of, home of OG Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, let's make it a, a, a something for next year that we'll try to do more more foreign horror movies, horror movies from countries we haven't seen. I think that yes, would be around good, the world. Oh, I love that. That would be a great round. I love it. Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we open with some miners who are drilling and they find some sawdust in the ice. So we have our gentleman who is funding this entire thing. This operation, he, he looks like full evil genius, Julia. He has that gleam, science, gleam in the eye from the very beginning. I was like, oh, no, this guy is not good. You can already tell just by well, the way he's... Well, like, like, like Scrooge, right? So he's all like hunched over with glasses and like an ascot and a cape. And they're like, oh, you're just dressing him like a villain. So we, we know not to like this man yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, especially when you put him next to like the miners where he just looks like he's dripping with like he's Scrooge McDucking. You know what I mean? Though, yeah. like he's like fully looks like, you know, a guy who has too much money and time on his hands and is making these guys do some like impossible task. Um, and they're even like wary, giving him warnings like, uh, like, I think the stuff we're finding is probably not 
where we should be digging. This looks not good. They're trying to preserve something up here. I don't know what it is. And he's like, dig deeper. You're closer to the treasure. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no, man. Yeah. So they find that the sawdust is uh, for keeping ice cold before they had refrigerators. And he tells them that he has, they have 24, 24 days to open this giant, what he calls a, a sacred grave, but then tells them to rob it immediately uh, and tells them to always, always believe. And, and he looks looks like a madman and he said he's on a quest for something could it be could it be santa we will find out we meet uh, our heroes uh which is this father son uh pietri and rauno who are played by actual father and son which is fucking adorable and They're so uh, cute together i love them so much their chemistry is so good Mm -hmm. oh. Yes, a little his little little boy's face is adorable. Uh, so we meet Dad. He's setting up an elaborate trap with wooden stakes and a pig's head uh, dangled over it. So we're we know we're waiting for something. He wants something big to come by and get it. We just don't know really what we think wolves, but eh, not really sure. Um, and we have the little boy who is reading up about Santa. So they had been up. The little boy, him and his friend uh, Yuso, had been up at the site and had seen them the miners doing something dodgy and there's lots they were of were little spies spy. yeah they were little spies and they were like uh oh uh hightailed it out of there because it got a little scary up there on that hill and they were like uh we cut through this fence and we did things we probably shouldn't have so now they're worried because whatever's up on that hill might come down to get them now so they were, were like are kind of freaked out that they might have like you know release something or you know something bad could happen now but if your little boys in the middle of nowhere like that of course you're going to do any if there's anything exciting nearby of course you're going to go look it just seems yeah. very very natural they play uh, out like in the middle of nowhere in this like frozen tundra landscape and just like yes absolutely like out there like shooting things you know in the middle of nowhere they're those kids right like they're nature mm -hmm. kids mm-hmm mm -hmm. So uh, our, our our little boy Pierre Terry gets in his head. He starts to read about Santa because he's like, I don't really know Santa's deal. Like, what is because he's of course his friend makes fun of him for believing in Santa. So he looks up the history and they you know have all these pictures of wood cuttings and horrible things where Santa just looks like a monster. And he does. I, I love this because it's a research scene very early in a, in the movie. I was just like, uh -huh. oh, mostly you get a research scene later on once the you know um, hero figures out like what's wrong, and then we get like a big library sequence. But this is literally in the first five minutes or so of the movie. He is mm -hmm. out there. Pietari is like, I'm looking for the truth behind Santa Claus and looking for what it really is. And he does keep finding all these vicious, monstrous pictures, just yeah, like. Krampus looking things, right? Yeah, because he's eating them and he's boiling them and he's like ripping them limb from limb. And like, it's a very, very dark thing. A man but, running you know, barefoot in the snow and just, you know, yeah. And it, it gives him all the telltale signs and how you know he's near and this kind of thing. So this is amazing final boy instincts in the first five minutes. We're like, yes, all right, here we go. He's prepared and he will tell everybody the truth for the rest of the movie. And because he's like an eight-year-old kid, they're like, yeah, 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 kid. You're like, no, no, he knows. <laughs> Listen to the kid. He actually did the research tip anyway, right? Is always listen to the kid because nobody, they always get brushed off, but they almost always know the truth. Correct. Listen to the kids. The kids are the future. They are watching and paying attention in ways that adults have stopped doing. So listen to the kids. Absolutely. So um, as his father builds the trap, he's, you know, helping and spying and he's, you know, um, engaged with this as well. But Pietari is scared. Um, that Santa's going to come on down that mountain, though. Um, we realize there's an electric fence that they've actually kind of gone through as well, too, that they have um, that these mountain men are like mounting because basically we find out that they heard reindeer 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, his, you know, Piotari's dad and like his the crew are out there and out there trying to, you know, wrangle the reindeer and they're waiting for like a big herd of them to come through. But they only see two little weak ones come over the horizon and yes. they're waiting for the rest. And mm-mm. so this is we we sense that this is not just about feeding themselves although it is this is all about how they make their money is that they're selling the you know the dad's a butcher right he's selling this meat to the people in their village or town and if they have no meat they're going to starve and everybody else is also going to starve so like it's a major deal that there's no reindeer here so they go to look for them and find a field of them just massacred just been eaten by what they think wolves yeah, and they estimate it's over $85,000 worth of damage, basically. Like, it's their livelihood for that year, um, basically kind of boiled down. Um, this is a massive slaughter. Um, the dads, you know, ride off and they leave the boys alone for a second, leaving the boys together being like, hey, you so, you watch Piatari, like, make sure he's okay. Um, and Piatari looks at it and he's like, examines the area and he actually looks underneath one of where the reindeers got slaughtered and he sees some telltale signs that look kind of like it might have been a Santa Claus. And he's like, ooh, I think Santa was hungry for something. Uh-huh. That's why he was here. Um, and uh, no one seems to, I think, on the same tip as him or understanding and connecting the dots like he is, of course, at the very beginning. Sure. So the gentlemen in their rage uh, decide that they're just going to bust into this secret dig site and go get the revenge and tell them whatever you've done has killed all of our livelihood uh when they get there they find this ginormous pit that the dad throws a flare into and just disappears into the blackness so it's it's so immeasurably deep, deep. Even the bottom yeah um and they realize that someone they look in the offices where the big wig boss was up earlier up on the top of that hill and it's empty, but it looks like somebody left in a real big hurry. So um, they're like, uh-oh, um, something bad happened up here or something's going down. Um, but the kid is seeing maybe there's more proof that fairy tales, some fairy tales are true. Because everything that he saw in the books that we saw in the research looks like it's up on the walls in this office. So there was a picture of what the burial site of Santa's grave looked like because apparently the people of this mountain, the way the mountain was created, he ends up sharing this information with Uso, who does not definitely believe him the next day. The way that this mountain was created basically was the townspeople got together and they lured the Santa Claus there and basically put a bunch of rocks there and a bunch of ice and the, you know, basically froze him into the mountain and created the mountain around the grave of Santa Claus. So, yeah, things are looking dodgy. So uh, Pietro decides he's going to put on his own homemade armor, which is adorable, and includes um, some cardboard against his uh, across his butt so that if Santa wants to switch him, he can't because he is protected, head to toe, good to go. He's and got a little course- helmet on, like little like like rugby like shoulder pads or something. It's just his whole little suit up is very, very cute. Um, he just looks very scared now, but he also looks more ready than everyone else to handle what's about to happen. Yeah. And we have the scene uh, the night before Christmas where dad and uh, son are eating gingerbread, which is, you know, they're very sweet and it's Christmas Eve and, you know, said it reminds of mom uh, and dad puts in what we what I feel we feel like is the last roast they have. Like this is the last piece of meat they have. Uh, and he forgets about it next morning, just burnt to a crisp inedible. Uh, so now all they have to eat for the rest of the movie is gingerbread. 
which is like it turned out it was like this sweet treat at the beginning and then you're like oh but if you had to keep eating it and that's all you had it would not nice, be like good. christmas morning eating gingerbread cookie okay i don't want to keep you know like, do we have anything else and no they don't nope. uh because nope. you know no there's no i'm sh- I, we because we never see anybody from a town nearby so we have no idea how far away they are from anything um and whether they have the money to get anything so it, and so uh dad goes to put a fire in the fireplace on christmas morning and there is a bear trap in the fireplace because look at this final boy instincts i am on board he's this like that good stuff Santa's not coming down the damn chimney and if he does he's getting trapped i love yeah. this too i was like okay little dude you he's are thinking. just checking the box he is i was really Booby impressed trapping. by that too booby trap booby trap um, for those of you who love those old old movies like The Goonies, yeah, I think I think you'll definitely love this. Um, so, Dad is very upset, but he's like, okay, the kid is freaked out, so he's you know worried about him too because he has gone through a lot. It seems like they've gone through a lot of loss, and you can feel the weight of that with the family, you know, between mm-hmm. them, um, dealing with not having the mom. And because it's mm-hmm. Christmas, he's Dad's trying to hide the fact that they're completely fucked and not like trying to make it a nice day but dad like there's tears in the eyes you're like you're not hiding it very well dad Um, but they find out (laughs) that the uh something is in the pit something has taken the pig's head is in the pit uh first of course we think it's going to be a wolf or something uh and it is a man that they find in this pit uh which we assume is a dead man Uh, so they invite uh, one of his buddies over uh who is dressed like santa because he's on a way to be santa at whatever village thing they're having but is also wearing like 70s cop aviator glasses the whole yeah, movie that's his look the whole movie <laughs> that's his character <laughs> trait i was like okay even at night like the whole movie he's <laughs> always got these on yeah he with the, kills with me. the santa suit the whole bit i have groovy santa got- i have not seen that i am on board for a groovy santa oh way into it i did not realize that was going to be a thing either but i was like yeah that checks out i I feel like that's a thing for sure right disco santa like he's like hey kids do you want some gifts all right let's boogie on down to candy Mm. cane lane Mm. i feel i feel like coming on um here we go with it writes itself hallmark channel are you listening Sure. Let's give Michael Verratti a call. All right. So um, through the course of events, so dad is trying to hide that they have a man. And so, you know, he hides the tries to hide this this old man that it looks like he killed a man because technically this trap that he set up is very illegal. Um, it's a wolf bit basically that he set up. And then they're like, you know, these are illegal, man. His friend even tells him and he, he tells him, yes, I know. I know. But, you know, we got to eat. Right. So he's just trying to set something up. Um and through the course of events, too, um, Pierre Atari tells his dad that he and his friend Uso were the reason that the, um, you know, that the gate was open. They're the ones that, you know, would go up the mountain. And so um, through the course of events, he ends up telling him he's grounded. So he's like, stay in your room. Don't come out. Stay in your room. But of course, when a kid is told to stay in his room, don't come out. You know what they're going to do. It's a horror movie. He's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Right. Of so. course he is. So they're trying to decide what to do with this guy that they find in there. They find a wallet for a Brian Green, so they think that he's American, and one of them speaks uh, English. So they keep trying to talk to because they realize he's uh, not dead, actually awake. But like when they're right be- before they're about to butcher him, though, you got to talk. Just can't yeah. say that they realize it. Literally, they have a buzz saw out about to freaking butcher the man because they're like, well. The best way to get rid of a body is to cut it up and into pieces since we have this and probably burn it, cut it up and burn it. 
And so yeah, because I was like, you can't bury it. That's frozen. This the ground's nah, frozen. So you got to cut it up and burn it. It's 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 a it's frozen ground around a, a area of the, of the world. So yay! But, but yes, he's he. They find out just in time. He's actually alive and seems to be going through a transformation. Like he looked dead, dead when they find him, but he starts to slowly look like he's kind of slowly coming back to life. Um, yeah. and but doesn't understand anything they're saying in English or or Finnish. Like he's got nothing, and he's kind of hunched, all dirty and nasty, uh, and bloody. But when uh, Pietri comes into the room, he perks the fuck up. And not just in the room, Pietari was actually spying outside and he perks up even when he's right outside the window. And they're not sure that's partly what I actually think brings him to come to. Like if Pietari had not been right outside the window spying against orders, they might not have even known he was like that he was alive at that moment. Uh, he Pieteri also finds uh, a weird doll in uh, in a sack. Uh, one of the other gentlemen's all of his potato sacks have been stolen. Not the potatoes, just the sacks. So there's and around town, all of the radiators and stoves and anything that makes heat has also been stolen. So they're trying to put this uh, in together, uh, and we actually Pieteri ends up going running away a bit and getting in with the cops because things are going weird and dad doesn't know what he's going to tell and things get a little bit dicey. Well, he sees his dad about to like butcher this guy. So that sends him off the rails. I think that probably would be to me too. If I saw my dad about to like cut up a dude, um, I probably would run away a little bit too to the police. A um, bit? Just a little, just a little, 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 little dash I would want to, I would want to ask my dad first what was going on. For sure. But you're not eight years old. <laughs> As a grown yeah, up, yeah, grown I'd be like, up. Dad, be like, Dad, do I got to help you bury this body? Like, what's going yeah. on? What'd you do? Like, what happened? Is he real Santa? <laughs> what's wrong with him? Is he an evil Santa? Like, let's talk about it. See, of course. You know, you're, you're a good daughter. Yeah, you this know, is- I love my dad. Um, would help bury the bodies. Okay. Um, haven't had to, thank goodness, but would. Um, so, um, so, yeah. Yuso so, is is replaced. Uh, he goes to find him. He is replaced with a doll. Uh, in his bed. He kind of, yeah. in his bed. That's uh, not not a good sign, and so he starts calling all of his friends. Uh, Pietri does, and they're not none of them are there. He and makes so a list like, because he's trying to tell the adults, "Hey, the kids are missing," and the adults are like, "No, no, no, the kids are off playing." Because kids here just run off and you know they go play and go do whatever out in the woods, and then come back, I guess, for dinner. You know, it's one of those kind of neighborhoods, and so the parents again are not listening to this dang kid. Mm-mm. But I think I think that he has a list of his naughty friends. Like these are the friends he knows are not good kids. Um, like I say, I think he probably thinks it's just the naughty kids, and I'm not clear on if it is it or not. It seems to be all children, but uh, naughty kids. And and he thinks because he broke into this place that he is counted as naughty, so he, that is why he has so much fear. Uh, and he is trying again to tell them what the deal is, and the grown ups are not listening. Yeah, um, it's 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 too much for him, and so. Um, this is where he actually talks with his dad and, you know, tells him, you know, like, I think this is what it is. And dad's like, still like, I don't know. But then all of a sudden, the way the old man is acting, they actually start realizing Pietari might be telling some sort of truth because they're like, this guy has his own language. Um, and he, um, you know, is acting strangely like a Santa or some sort of old timey creature they're not sure maybe he is santa like from the mountain um 
And they tie him up, though, and hang him from chains because he tries to, like, he bites off one of the guy's ears and they have a fight and all this stuff goes down with the yeah. Santa guy as they try to, like, communicate with him. Uh, but they do intercept a walkie-talkie that was in the jacket that he was wearing when he escaped. That was, uh, they now know that the businessman, our, our Scrooge McDuck, is coming for his cargo. So they decide that they are going to ransom Santa for their reindeer loss. This is the trade that they're going to make. And because, you know, and it always gets in this, when you're desperate to begin with, stuff like this is just going to get worse right because you're not thinking logically you're just like i need i need help i need something and like you go down this this path so they have this very dodgy plan and they put santa in the back of a truck in a cage and drive off to meet this santa hostage and they dress him up in the santa outfit that they conveniently have from aviator man uh look he's look at santa he's here in the costume and everything yeah pipitrin's outfit he's got the santa outfit and they're like okay here you go he's perfect he's ready to go um, and they realize, oh, as they take him out there, that um, the man lets him know basically that this is not the only thing person that they're looking for, or not the only piece of cargo. Uh oh, there's more. Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is actually not Santa. This is one of Santa's helpers. So this is an elf that there are. He does not look cute elfish. He looks scary as fuck. And this is something that there are many of his helpers, as you know, that are always here to to get him. Um, and so they find this giant warehouse. So uh, Pietri has this whole time. He has an advent calendar that he's been and he on the 24th. He, is, he does, does not want to open Christmas Eve is like that's the day that things go wrong so they find this cargo hanger that has the exact same doors as his advent calendar it says 24 on it so he's like okay it's in there whatever it is let's go see what's in there Terry oh my god the biggest like set up biggest ice block you ever did see along with a bunch of the kids and potato sacks um, wrapped up and all the radiators and heaters of the town heating up this big old ice thing and the big old ice thing actually i believe is the real santa claus with horns and all a big old beast of a santa and so looking, looking like a like a krampus it looks like a full krampus it's very cool krampus up in the big thing with the horns it's very cool <laughs> like it's like a big monster i think he's so cool um and it's very scary and it's great um, but they all freak out and the people try to grab the kids and Pietati's like, nope, that is not what we get to do. I have the plan and you all need to listen to me because none of y'all believed me, but I was telling you the truth the whole time. Mm-hmm. And finally, and they're still not listening to him and they're running back and forth and fighting and blah, 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 trying to figure out how to like get the kids all out of there. And he shoots, finally shoots a shotgun that he had that they f- said that Uso had told him earlier, you're too afraid to use that thing. And Pietati said, no, I am not. I got you. Shoots the shot. And then all of a sudden everybody... Listens to Pietari. Yeah. He says, he, "This is the plan," and he lays it out for them. His turn has the badass turn that you don't normally see in an eight-year-old kid. That you're like, "Yes, kid, go!" And he's like, "Okay, I've met my living and limit, and here we are. This is how we're doing it." And it is a very clever cl- plan. So he they distract the elves with gingerbread, and while and there's lots of these motherfuckers, by the way, there's like hundreds of these elves. Uh, and they all look like scraggly old men with like scraggy beards and they're all bloody and naked. Uh, and so they're going to distract them with gingerbread. And then they they have the helicopter that Scrooge McDuck landed in, who got an axe to the back of the head, by the way. And he they're going to airlift the kids out because the elves are going to follow the children so that we will take them away from the plan. And then they can destroy Santa itself in this big ice block. 
we have to use the kids as bait, basically, similar to mm -hmm. how the wolf trap worked earlier, which is why we have a beautiful mirror of seeing how a little trap worked. And then um, Pietari knowing how to trap and how to track because this whole family of hunters and all this whole crew of hunters knows how to do this. And he's like, basically, we're going to do what we normally do out there with the reindeer. We're going to do this with these guys. OK, we're going to corral them. We're going to get them out of here. So. He rides on top. This is such a great heroic scene where he's mm -hmm. like, they get all the kids, they leave him in the sacks, every single one of them. And he's like, and Uso's dad tries to be like, no, no, not Uso. And he's like, no, no, no. All the dang kids have to stay. Don't mess with my plan, man. If you leave one, you're going to still have an elf here. You got to get them all out of here. We're going to use them as bait. And so they get collected up in a big old net hanging from the helicopter. Do, 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 do. And Daddy's hanging from the edge, calling directions from his little walkie talkie. Yeah, he's lo looking like an action superstar. So they end up rounding up all of the elves into the corral, just like the reindeer. He has to do a heroic uh, climb down just in time to turn the electric fence on open the, and open the gate for them to come in. They do end up blowing up our Santa Claus, our giant Santa Claus, uh, but they do take his horns for souvenir. Yeah, as hunters do, you know, they're gonna take them damn horns by the horns because also the horns look really cool. So why would the you horns, not want to see those again? Like, do look great cool. job. I am a little sad that we never get to see Santa, like only the blurry in the block of ice Santa. And I, yeah. I would have liked there to have been like a slight reveal. But, but it's if okay. they did I, that, how are they gonna kill him, man? Oh, yeah, I understand. It's 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 not a thing. So they end up the uh, I think. Uh, the the end of this movie, I think, is my favorite part of this movie is that they're like, OK, now we have hundreds of Santas. So our plan is, is that we are going to ship them around. We are going to teach them for a year how to be Santas. And we're going to train them how to be normal. We're going to look like and like children and do the whole thing. And now we are going to ship them out to countries all over the world uh, in a company called rare exports title in movie um and it's from the they, they can ship them out and say it's from the land of the original santa i was like that is a fucking hilarious ending i did not see coming and like crazy marketing that i was like whoa okay this went in a crazy direction and i love it did not see that coming at all either i was like oh okay i just thought that it was like the export rare export was that this like crazy madman you know from the beginning of the movie he was our red herring for this and i thought he was going to be the one like doing right. some random like business but it turns out it was actually these guys that are going to set up this business to ship these santas around the world and it's so cute the little training sequence is really funny of them like, i wish it was longer i wish we had more <laughs> of this like in between period where they're teaching right. them how to be santa right. just like two more setups right of just like uh -huh. some other random thing like showing them how to lapse it and be like okay like i would love to hear them like trying to like you know i don't know take in what the kids tell had to say what they wanted tell us what you want kids you know but I also um, feel like, um, and uh, this is a movie that we're going to be talking about uh, next week, which is which is Gremlins, which is like a similar idea, right? Where it's like, you see these things, and you're like, oh, it has a potential to go very, very wrong, but I could also make a lot of money on it. So I'm going to like, give it a go, right? Like, that's the plan. Like, are uh, these time bombs out there? Who knows? Yeah. So, I assume they're, it's all going to be just it go terribly wrong. Oh, I don't course. think, <laughs> I don't think These it's going to go well at all. Are like ancient. They've been in ice blocks. It's like Encino Man a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Though we're like these guys. I fucking love Encino Man. Who doesn't? I mean, friend and mother freaking Frazier. Um, Polly Fing, we's in the juice, sure. Like <laughs> at their prime. At their and Sean Astin. Prime. It's not oh, like I love him too. So good. I know, I know he was a little embarrassed to do that movie, but that's okay because I like it and I've watched it many times. 
We all no have. Shame. That movie no is shame. iconic. I didn't uh, think we'd be talking about Encino Man for rare exports today, but that's okay. Because how could we is- not? Another ice block, you know, ancient man movie. It could be double so, featured. So, okay, so what if we do it where this is an alternate spinoff where we unfreeze Santa, but uh-huh. like Brendan Fraser, like he's just kind of confused by modern world and they just have to teach him how to live in how the to Santa world. in the modern world. Yeah. And he's like, and be like, there's all this technology now. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, GPS and whatnot. And it, it would be, it, it, there's a go movie idea for you. You're welcome. So let's talk about some gore factor. One, is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, is a puddle of blood. Three, is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, is a bathtub of blood. And five, is run for the barf bag. We give this movie a three for gore. Enough blood to gross out the average viewer. We got some butchering sequences. Uh, we got some 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 axe in the heads, things like that. Yeah, just some little, little, little body bloody, uh, but not too bad. Um, and let's do some movie ratings. Chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastagorical. Um, I give this movie, as I'm trying to think, I don't know. I feel like it's a five for me. It okay, was, I was pleasantly surprised by the ending. You know, I love Christmas, so I love anything dealing with Santa. Um, and I really love the chemistry between the little kid and the dad and knowing that they're really father and son IRL is like icing on the cake. You're like, of course, that's why your chemistry was off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was a story. I, there was turns that I didn't expect, um, kept me on my toes and I enjoyed it. So yeah. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, I gave it a four. I thought it was really, I thought all the performances were great. I think it was really unique. I hadn't seen a horror movie in that setting before. And I thought the little boy, uh, Pietri uh, Oni Tomila in real life uh, was really great and really like killed this character of, of, this smart kid who's going to figure out how to save the day. And he does. Uh, so Christmas horror, two things taste great together. Terry, thanks for talking about rare exports with me today. Thank you. What a delight. And you guys, if you guys want to talk with us over this holiday season, check us out on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also follow us on Patreon. If you want to get a little bit of extra holiday cheer um, coming your way on that, uh, that beautiful site or buy some merchandise, some gifts per chance to dream for your friends and family from our Teespring store. Um, Anything else, Julia? I want to say thank you to our listeners for being awesome. I always love when people message me and say that they liked an episode. And so that always makes me very happy. And as always, if you have a movie you would like to recommend to us to do, we are always taking recommendations and we look at our, your lists every time when we, when we uh, message message. Yeah. That's not the word. Anytime you message us, we check it out. We add it to the list. There we go. And we do. She's saving me. We do make those considerations when we make our lists. We make our choices for episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much. You have a wonderful week and merry, happy everything. Take care. Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide.